eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome in to the Hoist the Colors podcast. It's good to be back on the podcast after a couple weeks off. I know... I told you guys in the last podcast we'd probably do one before the end of the new, end of the new year. Uh, that did not happen, mainly because ECU's game against Wichita State got canceled or postponed, rather, due to COVID nineteen protocols. So it really made a you know I was thinking about doing an end of year review show, but you know who who really wants to look back at twenty twenty? So instead, we're going to do something a little different today, being that it's twenty twenty one now. We're going to look ahead. And no co-host today. It's just me, Stephen Igo, uh, the publisher of VoiceTheColors.net, because you guys are going to be the de facto co-host with me. I put out a uh, somewhat of a poll question on Twitter. Today's show is going to be all about 2021 and the ECU primary sports, which of course uh, is football, men's basketball, and baseball. And we, we, we occasionally talk women's hoops and other sports as well if deemed necessary, but the big three, men's basketball, football, and baseball, what are your realistic hopes as East Carolina fans for all three of those sports in 2021? And I put out that question on Twitter, got a ton of feedback. I think we got close to 40 or 50 replies. So first off, just thanks to everybody that replied and, uh, you know, contributed because we're going to read all of these replies uh, that I go through on my timeline on Twitter. I'll kind of have some commentary on each of those, especially if there are any off-the-wall scenarios as far as expectations for 2021. But before we do that, I want to talk about Saturday's basketball game. Of course, this is the first major ECU athletic event of 2021. The women also lost a hard-fought contest against the South Florida Bulls. On Saturday, USF ranked in the top 25, and ECU's uh, ladies hung in there for the majority of that game before falling for their first conference loss of the year. But on the men's side, ECU suffers a pretty disappointing 60-56 to 56 setback to the Tulane-Green wave. And, um, you know, on the surface, Tulane, I think, is a much improved team as opposed to a year ago. They brought in a lot of transfers once again. Did second-year head coach Ron Hunter, and a lot of those guys are going to be there for a while, unlike last year when they were all one and duns. But, you know, the thing is with this year's ECU team, you know, so much has been made about, hey, let's move up to the top half of the conference, and we'll get into some of that with uh, expectations for 2021. 
but these are the games you've got to win. This is the series you have to sweep if you want to make those moves. ECU falls 60-56 to and honestly played their worst game of the season. And I think Joe Dooley would tell you the same. He said after the game it was absolutely horrendous, uh, quote-unquote, to... Uh, Jeff Charles on the uh, Learfield IMG College postgame show. Uh, ECU just looked completely out of sorts. And, you know, maybe it was the 11 or 12 days in between games. Maybe it was the COVID protocols causing them to miss some team time on the practice court. Maybe it was the absence of usual starting guard Tristan Newton. Uh, 21 turnovers for ECU without Newton in the game. Of course, he's usually your number one point guard. Of course, Tremont Robinson White. And Noah Farrakhan can also run the point. But Tristan is kind of your calming presence out there. And just the turnovers, you just knew it was going to be a bad day when when the turnovers continued to pile up. Especially early on in the in the opening minutes. I thought that, you know, EC was just making some horrific pr- passes, some bad decisions against Tulane's zone, which they had just seen a few uh, weeks earlier, um, but just 21 turnovers on the road. They only shoot six free throws or only make six free throws in seven attempts. Tulane, conversely, uh, makes 20 of 23 free throws and only turns the ball over 12 times. And you can't go on the road and have that big of a differential and expect to compete. And it was, a you know, as Dooley said, a minor miracle that EC was even in the game. The reason they were is they actually shot pretty well from three-point range. They took 26 threes. They made 10 for a conversion rate of 38.5%. So, again, the improved three-point shooting is there and starting to become a pretty big sample size, which is significant for ECU's basketball team. But the more disappointing thing coming out of this game is not finishing a game you probably should have won. I thought ECU looked like the better team, just didn't execute well. And uh, you let one slip. You let a chance to really kind of get ahead in the conference standings a little bit early in conference play slip. Uh, with two games against the the team that's picked to finish last in the league in Tulane. And instead of being 2-1, and one, coming home to face South Florida next weekend, you're now 1-2 and two in league play. 7-2 and two overall, still a good overall record thanks to the work done in the non-conference schedule. But these are the games ECU can't let slip. You can let one or two maybe uh, slip if you're going to be a good basketball team per season. ECU has already let one of those slip. Now they have to either find a way to steal another game, maybe on the road or at home that they shouldn't win, uh, or find a way to not let this happen again. Because these are the games when you're favored on the road, you have to find a way to win even if you don't play your best. ECU outplayed by Tulane on Saturday in a disappointing affair. They drop again to 1-2 and two in league play. Uh, their upcoming schedule they'll have, uh, or they're scheduled to have a week off until next Saturday's South Florida game inside Menu's Coliseum, which is set for 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, I do expect Tristan Newton to be back that game, uh, barring any setbacks. But again, a week is a long time. We'll see what happens. Then the Pirates will go on the road to Cincinnati. They'll come home to face Temple and then go back to South Florida. So these next four games, you know, all of them winnable. On paper, Cincinnati now really struggling. I think they're 2-6 and six after last night's loss to Tulsa. Temple has barely played. They've been up and down. And then two games versus South Florida, which is a much improved team over last year, especially with Alexis yet in the back. But we'll get more into basketball uh, perhaps later this week. We might have a USF preview at some point, or we might wait till after the game on Saturday night to do a podcast. But we'll keep you posted there. Let's move into today's topic, and that is what to expect from ECU Athletics in 2021. I mean, 2020 itself, looking back at it, 
you know, I think a year of progress in a lot of cases for uh, East Carolina's football program and basketball program, uh, especially the latter part of 2020 ECU to conclude that season or that part of the season with a 7-1 and record on the men's basketball front, uh, a very impressive step in the right direction compared to what happened a year ago in non-conference play. And then in football, we all know how it started, but we all know how it finished as well. 3-6 and six was the overall record, but most importantly, 3-5 and five in the conference. And beating SMU for Mike Houston's first signature win, a big deal to wrap up the season in late November. ECU's three conference wins, a 3-5 and five mark in AAC play, is the highest since 2015 when Ruff McNeil was let go after that season. So for the first time in five years, ECU won three conference games. Again, progress. Baseball-wise, ECU, I think, went 13-4. and four. I don't have the exact record off the top of my head. Uh, but either way, they were looking like another reasonable cal- caliber team before the season was shut down, uh, and much of that team is back for 2021. So just to give you a quick recap on how 2020 went for the Big Three, let's get into some of your um, replies now on Twitter. Again, I will read uh, each of you guys' replies, and if I have any specific commentary relating to those replies, I will kind of give my own take. Um, and as we do this, we will go through the uh, the schedules because, of course, it's important to know who ECU is playing, especially in football. We have all 12 expected opponents for 2021, which we will get into moving forward uh, for the Pirates. And then also the baseball schedule has yet to come out, which makes it kind of difficult to predict anything, but of course we have the basketball schedule for the 2020-2021 season as well. All right, so let's get into some of these replies on Twitter. Again, the, the prompt was, what are your realistic hopes for all major ECU sports teams in 2021? All right, our first reply comes from Shane Stevens. Really, I'm just hoping our hoops team can finish in the NIT at least this year. I know they have the talent. And our football team can make some bowl game even at six wins. I'll be happy, but baseball needs to make Omaha. Uh, You know, this is going to be the first of a lot of NIT hopes. Again, this prompt was sent out before the loss of Tulane. I'm sure if I did this again today, the answers will be a little different. I don't know, you know, how realistic the NIT is. You know, we'll continue to see how this team improves. You know, the CBI, which is basically the third tier tournament, happens this year even with COVID and everything I think maybe that's a a realistic goal of, of some sort in regards to a postseason tournament but uh, you know nothing wrong with shooting for the C or for the NIT you just can't lose games like ECU did to Tulane if that's going to be a goal of course everyone's goal is to make the NCAA tournament uh, but we'll see what happens there but uh, as far as six wins I think that's a realistic goal for football we'll get more into the schedule here shortly and then uh Baseball needs to make Omaha. I don't know if they need to make it, but certainly it would be a massive weight off the shoulders of the program. Um, and I think ECU has the talent to make it. We'll see going forward. Uh, Justin Barrow with some specific goals, and I think these are fair and specific goals. For football, he says beat Appalachian State. And that is a uh, that's a very interesting one because Appalachian State is the season opener for next year, and it's going to be on a primetime stage Thursday, September 2nd inside Bank of America Stadium. So the opening night of college football against an in-state quote-unquote rival, you've got a chance to really kind of 
show what type of progress you're making as a program. We all know what App State has done since moving to the FBS level, but they haven't played ECU since they've made that move. And a lot of ECU fans say, hey, welcome to the uh, welcome to the FBS. Maybe uh, things will be different once you start playing a team from the American like ECU. But App has gone out. They've proven they are legit. I mean, they beat uh, South Carolina and North Carolina in the same year a couple of seasons ago. I did think they took a small step back this season. Still a very good and solid team, but that's a big game to open next year. And if you win that game uh, to open the college football season, I think that's a major tone setter for 2021, especially with South Carolina, your week two opponent. His second uh, goal is for basketball to make the semifinals of the AAC tournament. And that that would be fun, man. I tell you what, with uh, – it would be March Madness for sure. We've seen ECU make the quarterfinals, or maybe they made it to the semifinals of the, yeah, they made it to the semifinals of the Conference USA tournament under Lebo before losing to Memphis. And that was, even that two or three day span where they made that run was, was super exciting. So imagine if they made a similar type of run in the American Athletic Conference tournament for basketball. That would be a lot of fun. You know, 11 teams, uh, left standing in the league following the departure of UConn. So I haven't looked at the bracket exactly how it's going to be done this year. Um, but that would be a lot of fun for ECU to make the semifinals of the AAC tournament and really give them a chance to realistically say, hey, if we win two more games, we can be in the NCAA tournament. All right, moving on. Destry Sparks, he says, to quote a certain beloved Pirate Radio intern, we're going to win. So I guess he's, I guess Destry wants to see the Pirates win in all sports in 2021, and we'll see, of course, to what level that happens. Ryan Benner, uh, he says, have fun, have fans in the stands to support the team and show what Pirate Nation is about. The trend is going up in the big three, and Pirate Nation has all been waiting uh, for this. So, yeah, I mean, that's the, for me, that's one of the biggest goals is just to get some semblance of a, a game day home field advantage back in all sports because really that's what ECU is known for. I mean, it's just a blue-collar, hard-working fan base. They propel their teams to win at home. I mean, I've, I've been inside Menji's when the crowd has single-handedly lifted ECU to victories in games that shouldn't have won. Uh, same thing in Daddy Ficklin Stadium where the Pirates just play out of their minds because they're playing a an ACC opponent or they're playing a team as big as South Carolina in week two of the 2021 season. And all of a sudden you go from having 35, 40,000 fans to near 50,000. And it, it just makes Daddy Ficklin such a special place to play. And, and the team can rise to the occasion. So I do really hope, especially for that South Carolina game, man, and even for the App State game in Charlotte, you know, we need fans back in the stands. I mean, I'm thankful, incredibly thankful that we got to watch sports in 2020. But I, I, do, I really do pray and hope that this vaccine is effective and is distributed and we can get back to being what college sports is truly about. And that is the passion of the fans. That's what makes it special, especially at a place like East Carolina, where that is your number one selling point to recruits. The number one attraction is the atmosphere. We got to get back to that to make it feel like it's fully back. So I, I really do hope by the end of 2021, uh, fans can get back in the stands. All right, uh, Pack the Jungle on Twitter. He's got three responses here. He says, football six wins continue to build depth. Basketball CIT continue to build depth. Baseball AAC ring. Host a regional. Others won't be discussed at this time. You know, th- 
three realistic goals there. Uh, number For basketball, I don't think the American lets its teams play in the CIT. So uh, that will that will unlikely happen. Again, the CBI, which is a step above, does allow uh, – the American does allow their teams to play in that based off past years. So, you know, CBI might be the more attainable goal there because uh, I don't think the American wants his teams playing in the CIT. Uh, football, six wins. Again, realistic goal. Um Baseball, AAC ring. I mean, ECU is the preseason favorite in the American Athletic Conference. They've won uh, a conference championship and a regular season championship in the past two years, in the past two seasons, complete seasons. They've hosted back-to-back regionals in the last two complete seasons. Um, So, again, those are all realistic goals, I think, uh, based on what we've seen thus far. Scott the Pirate on Twitter, he says, Baseball, Omaha, Football seven plus wins, basketball top six of the conference. Again, you know, a little high in terms of expectations for twenty twenty one. You know, Omaha I don't think can ever be the goal. I think Omaha is yes, Omaha is what you want to attain, but for me the goal is to have a good enough regular season to host a regional that gives you the chance, the realistic chance to get to Omaha. Because if you're going on the road for a regional every year, you've got so much to overcome. Uh, just to to win a regional on the road is so difficult. And then you have, you probably have to win a super regional on the road. Uh, as ECU has proven in its history, that is extremely tough to do against college baseball's elite. So I don't know if Omaha can beat the goal. I know, I know it's what fans want. But I think like, um, like Pack the Jungle said, host a regional, and then kind of take care of it from there. I think that's the first step. The first goal was hosting a regional and then kind of, you know, seeing where things go from there for baseball. You know, seven-plus wins for football on the surface. You know, is it doable? Yeah, but let's run through the schedule next year. I haven't run through the complete schedule to this point. This is the non-conference slate for ECU in 2021 versus Appalachian State, South Carolina at home at Marshall. Those are your first three games. Marshall was ranked for a lot of this year. Appalachian State, you know, a double-digit win program many of, many of the past um, few years. South Carolina, down new coach with Shane Beamer, but an SEC team. Charleston Southern, your final non-conference game. That should be a win. But then you get into conference play. You get Cincinnati, Temple, Tulane, and South Florida at home. Uh, again, Temple, Tulane, South Florida – Winnable games at home. Tulane coming to Daddy Ficklin Stadium for the next or for the second consecutive year due to the odd amount of teams in the American. Cincinnati probably going to be your preseason favorite again based off the year they had and what they have coming back. And then on the road, you sub out Tulsa and you sub out SMU for Houston and Memphis. So you have to go to Houston, you have to go to Memphis, you've got to go to Navy. And you've got to go to UCF. I mean, that is a that's another tough schedule for Mike Houston. I mean, he didn't get Outside of Charleston Southern, there's not a sure win on the schedule. Um, so, again, seven wins might be a stretch. Is it doable? Yes, if the right if the right progress is made. But, once again, a very difficult schedule. I mean, I think if you're looking at a path to a bowl game, you've got to find a way to go 2-2 two and two in non-conference and 4-4 four and four in league play. So, you're probably looking at something like wins over App State and Charleston Southern and then wins over Temple, Tulane, South Florida, and, you know, still one on the road against either Houston or Navy or something of that caliber. That gives you six wins. That gives you a bowl game. I mean, that's doable. Or you could go 
three and one non-conference. Maybe you take care of business at Marshall. Maybe you pull an upset against South Carolina. So uh, I do think it's doable. I do think seven plus wins uh, might be a little much, but we'll see. Again, basketball top six of the conference. Uh, again, doable, but after games like last night, where you see ECU lose to a, a, a projected bottom feeder in Tulane, it just becomes that much tougher. I do think the, in, in basketball, outside of the top two teams of Houston and SMU, I think it's wide open. So I think ECU could lose or win basically any game on a schedule outside of Houston, which is going to be the pretty big favorite in any game it plays in conference play. Uh, Dan Rosenblum, he says baseball, super regionals, football, bowl game, basketball, top six finish. So, um, again, some more similar goals to what we've already heard. Again, supers, I think, is, again, a, a reasonable goal. You host a regional, you go to a regional, you make supers, and then you give yourself a, sh- a chance at Omaha. Um, so, again, realistic goals there. Redbeard says uh, Omaha for baseball, football, back into the top 25, and a bowl win. Hoops, a postseason tournament. Now, Redbeard, I love you, man, but uh, top 25 for football, that would be quite a leap after six consecutive losing seasons, a.k.a. the uh, the toughest stretch in school history. So, again, pretty high aspirations there. Is it doable? Maybe, but uh, that would take a pretty special year. I mean, you'd probably have to run the table in non-conference play and then go five and three or six and two in conference to to finish in the top twenty five. You you got to go nine and three or better. Uh, and if you win a bowl game, you go ten and three. Maybe you're in there, but that's a lot to ask. I mean, the American typically only has two ranked teams per year. You know, there's been a couple years, of course, where they've had three or four, but you got to be in the conference championship hunt to be in that ranking. So I think they're still a year or two away from that. But we'll see. Uh, Todd Chamberlain says fair to good. I. I I I guess he's just saying he wants to see fair to good play from all three programs, and that is uh, that's fair enough. Tweeter Nation says holding on to our athletic director is his goal for 2021. So uh, Tweeter Nation wants to hold on to John Gilbert. I think that's a wise move. I don't think John's going anywhere in this climate. I think he's got his hands full at East Carolina. And uh, retaining him and continuing to move forward as an athletic program will obviously be important. Uh, for the Pirates. Jake Keeter, he says, football improves to five wins. Baseball reaches Omaha. Basketball continues its steady rise and improvement. Again, re- you know, realistic goals here. Um, we've talked about how tough Omaha is, but given the state of the program, that is the, that's the program that's closest to reaching kind of that pinnacle of, of its sport. You know, basketball, I think this is a good take. Continue its steady rise and improvement. You know, we make so much about this team needs X number of wins. This team needs to reach this level of conference. I just think basketball has to continue to get better. I mean, Joe Dooley, he's not only rebuilding a program, he's building a program basically from scratch. I mean, ECU basketball has no tradition, no history. They hang banners in the practice facility, and they only have two banners they can hang. Well, they have three banners that they hang. Two of them are from their two NCAA tournament appearances. The third says, are you next? And it's been uh, almost 30 years since ECU's last NCAA appearance. So he is building this thing from scratch. Uh, I think they've already shown steady improvement thus far, early part of 2020 slash 2021. I think as long as they continue that, 
and continue to, to win the games they should win and continue to compete in this conference uh, with, with so much, again, projected to come back in the next few years, I think you've got to be pleased. So uh, that's a good take from Jake. Again, five wins, five to seven, five to six wins, I think, is a reasonable goal uh, on the football field. Hayes Mahoney, he chimes in. He says, football winning season, basketball top seven in conference, postseason bid to the CIT or NIT baseball host Super Regional. Uh, again, you know, somewhat attainable goals here. I don't think the CIT is in play for American teams, so you're probably looking at the CBI or NIT. As far as baseball, yeah, I mean, how sweet would it be to host a super regional in Clark Leclerc Stadium? I and mean, we've seen ECU host a regional, uh, I believe, in Kinston when they when they played Tennessee in the early 2000s. But to host it in Clark Leclerc Stadium, that would be epic. And that would be something to write home about because that's what that stadium was built for. I mean, we saw the the, the crowd at Clark Leclerc Stadium basically willed ECU through the, through the loser's bracket during the 2019 regional. You give that crowd a super regional, you know, let's say you have NC State or an SEC team coming to Greenville for a right to Omaha, man, that place would be electric. Of course, this is all assuming that uh, we're allowed to attend games once again as normal. And hopefully by mid-June, when Super Regionals are projected to be held, uh, we could be back to that. Um, that is a question at this point, but that would be a, uh, a major step in the right direction. But that would be a blast to host a Super Regional in Clark Clare Stadium for sure. All right, let's take a quick break. we still got a ton of responses to read. We will continue that on the other side. You're listening to the Hoist the Colors podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back on the Hoist of Colors podcast. Continuing with our Twitter replies in this special episode of the ACC podcast where you, the fans, are our co-hosts as we're going over what to expect or what to hope for from ECU Athletics in 2021. Uh, Leonard on Twitter, he says he would like to see basketball have a winning season. He'd like to see baseball get to Omaha, and he'd like for football to go to a bowl game. It would be the first bowl game since the 2014 season if ECU manages to do that in 2021. Basketball, for uh, it would be their first winning season since 2013. So that would be a major step in the right direction. I think I ran the numbers earlier. ECU could go 7 and 13 in conference play as things stand now, and they would have a winning record in basketball. So I do think that's a very attainable goal, and I, honestly, you'd probably like to see them finish with eight or nine 
conference wins and pad that record a little bit as far as being a winning record. But 7-2 right now with 17 conference games scheduled remaining, plus the conference tournament, of course, So if that happens. So uh, I think a winning season for basketball would be very attainable and the first time it would be done in seven years. Uh, East Carolina Craig, he says, as possible as it seems, I would love to see ECU swimming and diving reinstated as well. Well, this is a, a topic I think that's going to come up a lot more as 2021 develops. I'm hearing, um, you know, given the there, there's some type of litigation or lawsuit that I don't know who exactly is bringing forward. I guess the swim dive team uh, or, or some type of Title IX issue is bringing to, to ECU. Uh, and there could be some movement there as far as ECU having to bring back some women's sports uh, to meet a Title IX threshold. Again, I don't want to speak too much because I don't know a ton at this time, but that those are topics that are happening uh, behind closed doors for ECU. So something to keep an eye on, and it could turn into a real mess in time. So we'll see how that transpires. Uh, Wesley on Twitter, um, you know, big Pirate fan. Wesley, big supporter of Hoist of Colors. He says, basketball finish. With a winning record and close to 500 in conference play, uh, baseball conference championship, and at least a good showing in a regional football five to six wins, women's basketball finishing top five in conference. Uh, women's basketball right now three and one in league play. They they dropped Saturday's game to South Florida on the road, but were really competitive for the majority of that game against the top 25 Bulls team. So Kim McNeil getting it done on the women's side right now. I really like some of the pieces that she has brought in and has developed under her watch. So we'll continue to see how they play through conference play, but they are showing strong signs in year two. And I think with UConn out of the conference now, it feels like if they position themselves well for the conference tournament, all of a sudden you've got a shot each year to win the conference tournament and make the NCAA tournament on the women's side. And I think that's something that uh, Kim McNeil and her program can focus on because previously UConn just never lost uh, in women's basketball. It was a foregone conclusion that they were going to win. So now ECU actually has a chance, and that I think that allows Kim McNeil to really get her team to buy into some of the things they're doing. Because when you're just getting smacked by UConn every time you play them, what fun is that? Now it's kind of wide open, and they show that they can compete with the best in the league in South Florida for the most part on Saturday. Um, your other, other takes, Wesley, I mean, those are similar to a lot of people. Um, like you said, a conference championship in baseball that in the American, with as strong as the American is in baseball, if you win the conference championship, you're more than likely hosting a regional in most years. So that would put you in good position, uh, for a good showing in the regional, uh, Austin Voss for football. He wants a bowl eligibility basketball, top half of the conference baseball host a regional. ECU has never hosted three straight regionals in uh, three full seasons in a row. Cliff Gowan became the first coach to ever host back-to-back regionals at East Carolina. To do it three times in a row would speak to the level of consistency, excellence, and just overall domination, to be honest. I mean, that to be one of the top 16 teams in the country three years in a row, uh, that would speak volumes about what Cliff Gowan is doing, and everybody knows what he's already doing. At ECU, I mean, he's building a uh, he's building a national power in many ways uh, in the American Athletic Conference with the Pirates. Uh, Matt Dodson, he's got a simple request. He wants a bowl game. He says bowl game in 2021, and I think if you had to, you know, if, I think football is going to be at the top of most of our fans' wish list, and I think 
that that's understandable. I mean, to get back to a bowl game in your most nationally relevant sport, and you can definitely say baseball, you're more nationally relevant, but I'm, I'm talking about in terms of the sport that matters most in making money and national relevancy. I mean, ECU can be elite in baseball, and it moves the needle to some, but not to everybody. To be relevant in football again, to be on a national stage in a bowl game, is a big deal. Um, and even to get higher than that, we've seen what that can do for East Carolina when their program is clicking up on near full cylinder in football. I mean, you can be the front, you can be the lead story on Sports Center, the lead story on ESPN, like we saw ECU do when they upset uh, West Virginia in Week Two of the 2008 season. I mean, they led Sports Center because they were the quote-unquote BCS buster after beating Virginia Tech and West Virginia, uh, two ranked teams to open that season. So uh, I think getting back to a bowl game would be a, a great step in the right direction towards getting back to that stage. Christopher Murray, he says, uh, his hope is that ECU football will rise and become the proud program we once were. I believe Coach Houston was the right man at the right time. I hope that men's slash women's basketball will continue to win and for the ECU family to become as passionate about ECU basketball as they do about football. Christopher Murray. That's what I'm talking about. I'm tired of all these ECU football fans that pull for UNC and Duke in basketball. Look, I get it if you were raised that way, but start to support the Pirate Hoops program. I mean, you you know, it is what it is. If you've been a Duke fan or a UNC fan in basketball your whole life, that's fine. But at least show the same amount of passion for East Carolina. When the Pirates are on TV... Watch them. You know, Joe Dooley's team, yeah, they struggle some nights, but they play hard. I mean, you can't really question that, uh, and, and they're moving in the right direction. I really do hope fans at some point can return back to Minji's this year. I don't know if it'll happen or not, but um, when they are allowed back, support this team. They deserve your support. They're trying hard, and I think Joe Dooley is building something. All right, we'll continue to run through these now. Uh, go Taylor Go on Twitter. He says, conference championship game in AAC football. Wow, that would be a massive leap to make. Um, I think 2022 maybe the more realistic goal there, uh, Taylor. Uh, Ryan Williford says, NIT tournament this season, NCAA tournament for women this season, Omaha this year, a winning season in football. I would take one of those things definitely happening. Um, I don't know if... You know, we talked about the NCAA tournament for women. I think it's a more attainable goal. I don't know how realistic it is in year two of Kim McNeil's tenure. NIT, again, a big step for a team that hasn't had a winning program or a winning season in seven years in basketball. Omaha, ECU's never made it to Omaha in baseball despite their excellence in the sport. And a winning season in football hasn't happened in six years. So uh, we'll see. Uh, again, I think it's fine to have those aspirations, but. Also, be we also have to be realistic at the same time. Kent on Twitter says, I think if football could be middle of the AAC pack and a bowl team, basketball could be a top five AAC team and push for tourney inclusion. Baseball should make Omaha and compete for the national championship. Three outstanding coaches, we need to keep them. I do agree. ECU right now has got the best three coaches at the same time that I can remember. I mean, I think Joe Dooley, he's proven what he can do in basketball. Um, at a stable program with talent. Mike Houston has won everywhere he's been. I think this is his toughest job he's ever had. Again, the Citadel was extremely tough. Lenore Ryan was tough. But I think just the circumstances of what he took over at ECU makes this his toughest job, and it's going to take some time as we're seeing. 
And Cliff Godwin, I mean, his resume speaks for itself. So I think ECU needs to keep these three coaches. I don't think they'll have a problem uh, until Mike Houston and Joe Dooley start winning consistently. Then you'll have your real issue. Uh, as far as Cliff, he's already turned down overtures from Alabama and Mississippi State. I think he's determined to get ECU to Omaha before stepping away from this thing. Uh, ben on Twitter, he says, bowl game for football, NIT basketball, NCAA baseball. I, I think he means NCAA tournament for baseball. Um, again, I think bowl game, I think all reasonable. NIT maybe a stretch, but we'll see. Um, bowl game, six wins, gets you there. NCAA tournament is the standard for the baseball program. ECU's only missed one tournament during Cliff Godwin's tenure with the Pirates, uh, and that was in kind of a fluky injury-plagued year. Uh, Chris, Fowl- Chris Flowers says, football, six wins and a bowl win. Basketball continued growth and racking up the wins. Top three in AAC would be nice. National champs in baseball. It's time. Well, that would be that would be nice. Let's get to Omaha first and see what happens. Could be a Coastal Carolina-type run the year they made it to Omaha for the first time. They won it all. So I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, basketball, you know, I think continued growth and racking up the wins makes a lot of sense. Again, top three in AAC. That would put you in line for an NCAA tournament bid, so that I don't know how realistic that is, but um, we'll see how the rest of this season transpires. Pirate 89, he says, AAC championship and super regionals for baseball. Football, he wants a bowl game. Basketball, a postseason appearance of some sort, so similar to a lot of people there. Uh, Pirate for life, he says, baseball pitching gets us to Omaha. Basketball surprises with a couple of quality wins and gets an NIT bid football winning season with a bowl caveat to my predictions greatly depends upon whether we get the middle finger from powers to be especially baseball yeah i mean that's the thing the whole power five narrative has really made its way into baseball and i'm not sure why you know the sec and acc get so much of the benefit of the doubt just because they play in prestigiously named conferences when ecu had a number five rpi and weren't wasn't a top eight national seed i mean if if you if North Carolina had a top five RPI, they would be a national seed, just because they're North Carolina and they've got a number five RPI. So I, I think it is a joke. I mean, you've got to have the alignment kind of come all together during a, a year where you make it to Omaha because you have to get some breaks. Um, ECU so often has had to go through some of the toughest teams in America to get to Omaha. They very rarely have drawn an easy opponent or a favorable opponent in a regional or super regional. So one of these years is going to happen. Granted, all teams are good when you get that late, but the year ECU had to play at South Carolina in a super regional, and then the year they had to play North Carolina in a super regional, man, that team had three or four first-round arms on its pitching staff. Um, so you got to get some favorable matchups. So continuing on, C.J. Powell, he says ECU basketball makes a run in the conference tournament, maybe go to the NIT and win a game or two. ECU football, 7-5, and five, finally going bowling after a long hiatus. ECU baseball, I hate baseball, but from what I've heard, Omaha is a real possibility. How can you hate baseball as an ECU fan, man? Have you ever been to Clark Eclair to check out a game? If so, I don't know how it didn't hook you, but uh, I guess if you don't like baseball, if it's too slow of a sport, I can get it, but I, I, lo- I love some baseball. Uh, John Smith, basketball, he wants respect. And I I like that answer. You know, that's, again, we talked about it earlier. So much of this is about wins, standings, et cetera. Yeah, let's see ECU basketball play good in conference from start to finish and just gain the respect 
of uh, fellow American Athletic Conference fans. I think that would be a, a major step in the in the right direction for this program, respectability, football, bowl game, baseball, national championship, realistically. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't – if Omaha is the goal, a national championship in baseball is technically not unrealistic. Now, I still we, – we've had this discussion a lot. Omaha can be the end goal, but there has to be a lot done just to get in position to put yourself there. Uh, LJSECU, he says, football, eight wins, basketball, NCAA tourney, baseball, Omaha. I'm going to continue to run through some of these so we're not here all day. Sidelines, ECU says, basketball, some sort of postseason bid, baseball, host a regional with fans, football, beat an SEC team. Well, there's only one SEC team on next year's schedule, and that's South Carolina, and that would be a huge win for this program, ECU has not beaten an SEC team since 1999. That was at South Carolina, I believe, when Lou Holtz was the coach. They had their opportunities, of course, in back-to-back Liberty Bowls in 08 and 09. Should have beaten Kentucky. Should have beaten Arkansas. Um, should have probably beaten Florida. I'll tell you what, they almost should have beaten Florida in back-to-back games in 2014 and 15. In the Birmingham Bowl, had their opportunities, and then uh, in the Blake Kemp game where they almost pulled the upset in the Swamp. So ECU is due for a win over the SEC. There have been some very close calls over the years. Colton Miller, Omaha for baseball. It's time. Hopefully football can string together six wins for a bowl game. Pipe dream. Basketball makes the tournament. Yeah, I mean, ECU hasn't been to the tournament in 27 years. So a pipe dream is probably the best way to put it. But I do think Joe Dooley is building towards that. And maybe one day, although I think this year will be tough to accomplish. Jay on Twitter says, finish in the middle of the pack in in our conference in basketball. Again, I think that's a realistic goal. Baseball, make a regional and play our best baseball at the end of the year. That has been somewhat of a problem in recent years. And football, have a winning season. Keyboard Monkey, he says, ECU football will have a winning record, maybe even shock people and hit a bowl game. Well, I mean, if they have a winning record, they they will go to a bowl game. Uh, basketball will also have a winning record in at least an NIT appearance, says Keyboard Monkey. And ECU will host a regional in baseball and win it with a real shot at a national championship. Uh, Ted on Twitter says, Baseball College World Series is almost always a realistic goal, not scared to say it. Basketball competitive in conference football, my expectations are consistently crushed over the past several years, so I decline comment. <laughs> That's, I mean... That's a fair expectation uh, and a fair response, Ted. It's been a tough run for football. As far as basketball, competitive in conference, again, I think that's a good standard to set. I mean, you look at ECU's history in the American since entering. They have not had more than six wins. I think their best finish is 6-12 and 12 in league play. Right now they are 1-2. and two. This year is a little different because there's 20 conference games instead of 18 but I think if you're in that eight to ten win mark in conference play, you know eight and twelve to ten and ten, that that's that's competitive to me. If you finish over five hundred in this league, I think that's a really really impressive step for uh, for Joe Dooley's club. All right, last one here from our good friend Pirate Al. He says baseball hosts a super regional, basketball postseason nit, football winning season, and a bowl invite. Um, and again, you know, similar to a lot of people, hosting a Super Regional would be a sweet, sweet thing to witness inside Clark Clare Stadium for the reasons we talked about earlier. Again, the NIT will take a lot of work, but if you finish in the top 90 
uh, of college basketball, you've got a shot at the NIT. And then, of course, football, you know, if you get six wins, you're going to a bowl more than likely. So realistic goals from Pirate Allen. For the most part, I think realistic goals for a lot of Pirate fans. And, uh, you know, for me, I I think it's just the steady growth that I want to continue to see. You know, we saw it towards the end of this year, especially with Mike Houston uh, getting a big win over SMU, taking care of business against a depleted Temple team. Probably should have beat Navy. Probably should have beat Tulsa. I mean, there was real progress for anybody that watched ECU football this year. Um, I think six wins is a realistic goal. I think a bowl game is a realistic goal. If things come together, you know, they could perhaps surpass that. I'm not going to say they are, but, you know, that's an attainable goal. For baseball, for me, it's it's all about putting yourself in position to get to Omaha. You know, so many people focus on the end goal. It's doing enough to host a regional. And the more you host a regional, the more you're going to be in a super regional. And the more you're in a super regional, the better chance you're going to one day get that favorable draw or have a good enough team to take down a power. Or just get a favorable draw. Let's say a three seed upsets another team in a regional. All of a sudden, you're hosting a three seed in a super regional with the right to go to Omaha on the line. I mean, things like that happen all the time. It's just never happened to ECU for whatever reason. And uh, I think the more ECU puts itself in that position, as the more Cliff Gowan continues to build quality teams, they're going to get there eventually. Um, when it happens, I don't know. Again, the, the, the goal of Omaha is fine, but you have to put yourself in position to get there first and foremost. For basketball, I mean, that's the toughest one to peg for me. You know, I said... For me, in 2021, the most wins in conference history in the American is my personal goal. You know, that that means seven or more American Athletic Conference wins, you know, preferably in that 8 to 12 uh, win mark for conference games. That puts you well over 500 in year three of Joe Dooley's second tenure. And it also, you know, puts you in maybe contention for an NIT bid, depending on how good the conference is if you finish uh, at above 500 or just above 500 in league play. So, again, we'll see. I think 2021 is going to be an exciting year, though. I really do hope we can get fans back in the stands at some point. But I think bright days are ahead. Uh, Several of you mentioned that in your replies. I think Mike Houston, Joe Dooley, Cliff Goblin, and even Kim McNeil, and all the way up to John Gilbert and the administrative staff, I think this is the best leadership ECU has had in in the primary sports, especially uh, in years. And I think, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. It never was based on what they took over, but I think we're finally starting to see it turn. And I think by the end of 2021, that'll even be more apparent. Um, so I'm very bullish on the future of ECU athletics based on what I hear and see on a daily basis, but that'll do it for our podcast. Again, a look ahead to 2021. Uh, glad we made it through 2020. We launched the podcast in 2020, so that was one of the few good things that happened in the calendar year. Um, but looking forward to 2021. I think it's going to be the start of a very, very bright year as we continue to move the days forward into the new year. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in and for your responses on Twitter. You've been listening to the Hoist of College podcast. We'll be back with you sometime this weekend. We'll talk to you then.